For FingerLakes1.com, I'm Josh Durso, and this is another Sunday Conversation. My guest this week is Jonathan Taylor. He's the mayor of Newark, and if you've driven through the village recently, you know there's a lot going on up there. Uh, mayor, thanks for coming up. Hey, good afternoon, Josh, and thank you for having me on. So, first things first, let's get this right out of the way. Um, run us through what is actually happening downtown uh, and where you guys stand right now in that, in that whole uh, process. So uh, the South Main Street reconstruction really started back in 2007 uh, with some traffic and parking studies that were done. Uh, at the time, uh, the funding was, uh, was meant to fund a reconstruction of all of Main Street through all of Newark from uh, Rose Drive to Pearl. Um, and then in 2012, Hurricane Sandy hit and a lot of funds were pulled uh, to, to help uh, with the fund of the cleanup of that and everything that was going on after Hurricane Sandy. So our project kind of was put on the back burner. Well, in 2016, the governor notified us that we were getting $6.5 million to fund the reconstruction of South Main Street. Um, that's 80% federally funded and 20% state funded. That's a uh, whole lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money. And uh, so the board had already been planning for years that when this reconstruction took place, that we were also going to replace the infrastructure underneath the road, mm-hmm. uh, including the water, uh, sanitary sewer, and storm sewer. Um, much of that infrastructure underneath the road, and Newark's not unlike other communities all across the country, that infrastructure is 80, 100, 100 years old or more. Um, so this uh, complete reconstruction of South Main Street is almost an $11 million project. Uh, last year, we did the first half of the project on uh, the most, southernmost end of the project, and that was done right up to uh, Binder and the asphalt and the road, and then uh, just left some streetscaping and other things to do. Um, this year in the business district, unfortunately, through the winter, the uh, Ramsey constructors were able to work through the entire winter. Uh, we're able to get ahead. We're really ahead of schedule on the project, and now they have uh, have the entire road boxed out in the north end of South Main Street. So now we're actually, uh, this week, uh, our residents are seeing curbs being put in. Um, We're getting ready to start putting down the base layer of asphalt, which they hope they can do by Memorial Day. So we're at the point now where really we're going to start to see things come back together and and, uh, residents are really going to see what this this whole $11 million project has been about. Um, You know, there's going to be additions of... uh, uh, benches, uh, bicycle racks, other amenities, you know, a lot of streetscaping work. It's really meant to create a gateway to our community that we'll really be proud of and, and welcomes people into Newark when they come in um, to our community and into our downtown. And, and I got to ask, what, what's been the reception from the community? Um, obviously, a lot going on. It's going to be great once it's done, but I'm living through some of those changes, uh, probably a headache for some. Um, what's the reception been like as you've been going through the process? Well, we've been tried to be very honest from the forefront. We've had public meetings on on the South Main Street reconstruction before we even put a shovel in the ground. Um, they were well attended, and we we've said, you know, we understand it's going to be frustrating at times. It's going to be inconvenient, and and sometimes, quite honestly, it's going to be painful. And uh, I would say, overwhelmingly, we've done really well with that. People have handled it really well. Um, as a friend of mine told me when we first started the construction last year, he said, um, in order to make an omelet, you have to break a few eggs. And we're breaking a lot of eggs in Newark. Uh, but in the end, it's going to be uh, a beautiful addition to our community. And really, uh, when you talk about revitalizing your downtown, this is going to help help springboard us in that direction. And, and it's interesting. I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, you guys were obviously finalists last year for the DRI. Um, Finalists and and you're still doing all of this work despite not having won that. 
Um, what's in store or what would be in, in your application this time around for the village of Newark? Um, and what, you know, what kinds of things are possible given what you guys are already doing, um, through the downtown corridor? Yeah, well, that's interesting. We've, uh, this will be the third year that we applied for the downtown revitalization, the $10 million award. And one thing that we've really uh, noticed is, and I think the state really wants to see a community that's progressing. They really want to see things happening. They don't want you to just be be waning and say, okay, I need $10 million, then I'll do this. Yeah. Um, over the last um, two years since we started the first application, we've had Craft uh, 120 open, Corner Tavern is open. Last week, the ribbon cutting at Erie Shore Landing opened up. Uh, that's at, at, at a bakery and an ice cream shop right there along the canal at the Port of Newark. Um, we applied for and successfully obtained a canalway grant, a $150,000 grant that's going to pave our canal, uh, canal, uh, trail through the village of Newark. It's a $300,000 project. Uh, it'll widen the trail. Some areas it's three foot wide, some places 10 foot. The whole trail will be 10 foot wide. We're going to take care of erosion issues. We're going to add lighting, benches, bicycle racks, um, make it accessible to everyone as we want to make a more walkable community. Um, those are the things we talked about in the DRI is how do we do that. And all of these these projects have led us to a point where we're really moving forward. Uh, another major project, the Roosevelt uh, School, is over 100 years old. It's been largely unoccupied for the last 20 years. A lot of ideas have come along. Burned Dairy's invested over 600000 just to take the building down and put up a new facility at the east entrance of the community. Um, and that says a lot about what's happening in Newark. Investors are coming to Newark and saying, there's a lot happening here. We want to be in Newark, and we're going to invest money to be here. And uh, that kind of investment by Burned Dairy is exceptional. Uh, Whispering Winds Campgrounds in the third phase. Every year that campground is selling out. This will be the third time they've expanded there. Um, all these little pieces are, are moving our community in the direction of this is a community that's worthy, um, is heading in the right direction, and can uh, manage um, a DRI award and can and not only take that $10 million, but make that $10 million, $20 million, or $30 million in investment in the community. And that's what we're working towards. And it's been great to see that we've already had that progression over the last two years, and we just can keep building on it. Um, so obviously you mentioned it right there off the top. Investors are coming to Newark. Um, what, what's the secret sauce? What, what are you guys doing in Newark that's so dramatically different that's making uh, people who want to spend their money on economic development say Newark is the place I want to do it? Well, I, I, there's probably a number of things. I think one, we're a vital urban core. Um, you know, we're right in the, in the, it's kind of in the center of Wayne County. Um, we're a hub for healthcare in Wayne County. Uh, we have a lot of things going for us. We are on the canal. Um, that's definitely an asset that we want to develop more. Um, you have companies that are already established here, like Spinco is expanding, adding 11,000 square feet. IEC is going to has already started moving earth on their $22 million state-of-the-art facility at Silver Hill Technology Park. Um, you see a lot of these things happening, and I think it, it's a domino effect. And we're definitely, as our team in the village, is definitely very positive about what's going on. We have three other companies. Uh, investors looking at, at uh, setting up manufacturing in our industrial park. And it just seems to continue to grow. And you always have to be uh, positive and working on um, building uh, your community, building things up, and, and things seem to follow along with you. So um, obviously you, you mentioned connection to the Erie Canal. You guys have an asset like very few communities uh, have uh, throughout the rest of the region. That said... You guys haven't really tapped into 
what is actually possible along the Erie Canal yet. Um, that, when you step back and sort of look at that fact, does that kind of um, really open your eyes a little bit or open the eyes of the people who live in Newark who, who see what's happening now and are impressed or thinking, wow, the next five, 10 years could really be impressive? Yeah, and that's, and that's where we have a lot of potential. Um, you know, we, every once in a while it comes up, you know, what urban renewal took away from Newark. But what we do have is a lot of opportunity, and we have a lot of opportunity along the canal, and that's why the Canalway Grant is important. Um, establishing that canal trail, making it more usable, making it more walkable, more bikeable community, that helps build the economy. Um, there are a lot of opportunities. There is a lot of open space along that canal. Uh, the opening of Craft 120 with their deck right out, out on the canal. If you go down there on a Friday night, we've had an event. Uh, we've had, for several years now, we've had music on the Erie on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. There are people on both sides of the canal hanging out, listening to music. There's, the deck is full of Craft 120. There's a patio out of Pontillo's. So we're starting to see a trend towards we're, we're moving towards we're going we're gonna to use this canal more, and, pe- and businesses are figuring out how to do that. And as a village, we're going to try to help them figure out how to do that too. There's other businesses that could capitalize on that. Um, you know, last year we also had a Erie uh, Canalway grant for murals. We put some murals up. Beautiful addition to our, our canal trail. Uh, we talk about a museum without walls and those types of things. And it's really a nice touch as we keep trying to add pieces. And there's no, there isn't one, just one thing, but there's a lot of little pieces. We keep adding them together and we, and we keep moving forward. And you mentioned the, the, part of this conversation, which is infrastructure. Every uh, rural community, urban community, whatever the case may be, um, oftentimes dealing with uh, 100-plus-year-old infrastructure. Um, having been able to knock out a large uh, portion of that issue working on the Main Street Corridor, um, how does that set you guys up confidence-wise, being able to tackle? I mean, effectively, you're tackling the biggest project up front. Everything else after that would seem it would appear, easier. Um, does that set you guys up really well to be able to keep tackling these types of things year after year after year after year? Yeah, I think that, well, a few key, thing, key things have happened. Um, we had a $23 million upgrade of our wastewater treatment plant that started before I joined the board and, and finished uh, two years ago. Uh, we're also in the middle of the planning and actually getting ready to go out to bid for an upgrade at our water treatment plant. And a lot of the economic development type seminars you go to, they talk about being shovel ready. And one of the things that I've talked about is our community being shovel ready, meaning that when a resident, when someone comes and wants to build a home or a business wants to come and set up an industrial park, we have the infrastructure there that's ready to handle that. Um, I just, I was in a meeting with a a leader in another community uh, just less than a year ago. And he said to me, Jonathan, you know, we're really in a bind because we're going to have a difficult time attracting manufacturers because we can't handle the water and sewer that they need or require. And Newark is not in that position. We're in a position of where we're able to grow. And as you said, hopefully things get easier from there because as you have this investment, you can build on that as you go down the road and future generations will have the opportunity to continue what started many years ago. And hopefully we keep going, you know, progressing in that direction of, of uh, improving our infrastructure. Do you see Newark as uh, a, a blueprint that other communities could sort of follow by and, and sort of work towards in their own way um, to build the kind of successes over the long term? Like you guys have, it seems like there's been a very clear long-term approach to, to your administration um, and even the prior one to, to ensure that 
where we are now, where the village is now, is exactly where we set out to be five, ten years ago. And I think that's a, you hit on a key point there. This had to start five, 10, 15, 20 years ago. The prior boards and prior mayors had to set you know, almost a vision, and then each board had to follow and say, you know, yes, you're going to make changes in the visions because, you know, ideas change, needs change, so you have to be able to adjust. You have to be very fluid. And I think that's what we've tried to do. A vision has been set before, prior to us, and we're going to try to continue that vision, and hopefully we can position future boards and mayors in a spot where they can continue the vision. Because as we, as we look at it, um, we talk about rebuilding the downtown. It's not going to happen overnight, we recognize that. It's not, you know, a lot of other communities have some advantages in that they have a downtown in place. They have a sense of place, a sense of downtown. That's what everybody wants, and that's what we're trying to attain again. And we're trying to build our way that. And it's definitely baby steps. So we've really tried to work on our vision with our community. Um, you know, our Village Economic Development Committee has been involved. Last year we brought in Cornell Design Connect to help us um, design a downtown. Uh, all that involved a lot of community input. And that helps us shape that vision. And, and we're going to try to keep working on that vision going forward and to keep taking those baby steps to rebuild the downtown that, that we really would like to have. Community input. Uh, what do you think some of the components were that, that, that make – um, residents of the village of Newark so interested in actually being engaged and actually wanting to have a say in, in what downtown and Main Street and these other sort of projects uh, look like as they develop and unfold? Well, uh, I think uh, social media has definitely played a part of that. We try to be, as a community, we try to be very active on social media, um, keeping our residents up to date. There's daily, you know, things as simple as construction updates are up daily on our Facebook page. Um, we have uh, a Nixle alert system where we'll send out emails for community events and other things for those who have signed up for them. We try to keep the community engaged in, a, in as positive a way as possible, and we get a lot of feedback that way. Um, we do have the community meetings that, that we invite people into. We have one tonight to discuss the DRI. Um, so we, we want to take that feedback and incorporate it in the best way that we can. And some of the designs on the South Main Street project, in fact, a lot of the uh, streetscape, the benches, the, the lighting, those types of things, all came out of input at, the, at those uh, uh, meetings for the public prior to that reconstruction. Um, so those are things that we really want to keep in mind when we move forward. And the more we reach out and try to engage the public, and we, we send out a lot of press releases, um, Information. That's one thing that municipalities don't do a very good job of is getting information out, and we've tried to do it as much as we can in any way possible. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I know as, as one of the people who uh, sifts through a lot of the, the press releases that we get, Newark is definitely out front and, and ahead of the game, ahead of the curve, a lot of other municipalities. Um, broad question for you. Uh, looking at the DRI process moving forward and then sort of looking at what Newark and other communities like Newark uh, might look like. What makes, you sort of think about downtown, what makes a good downtown in 2019 that's sort of sustainable for the next 10, 15, 20 years and beyond? Well, I think a big part of it is uh, we talk about a lot of um, a sense of place. Um, there seems to be a trend, especially young professionals want to be in a downtown. They want to be where things are happening. Um, so that means some mixed use, um, how different housing options, uh, maybe some unique housing options, 
um, to go along with a vibrant downtown. And that's really the key to drawing people to your downtown. Um, there are other communities, uh, and this is one of our goals, there are other communities where if you want to go out to dinner and, and the restaurant you want to go to is full, you know you have six other options. And that's what we want to have in Newark. And that's what uh, is great about some of our, our business owners have said, hey, I know I'm going to be competing against the guys moving in, open up a restaurant or, or an entertainment business, but I need him to succeed too because that will make me more successful. And that's kind of another aspect of the downtown, being vibrant, having options for places and things for people to do. And when you look back at the last uh, couple of years as you've been moving through, obviously, a really big uh, project, what's been sort of the big challenge or what are some of the big challenges that you're looking to uh, knock off in the next couple of years? So, well, the next couple of years, we're, um, we're looking to get funding for North Main Street, as I mentioned earlier. Um, that funding for that total project was pulled after Hurricane Sandy. So now it's kind of, uh, uh, we're hoping to do that in stages. So we're looking at that North Main Street project. That's the next big project uh, as far as road reconstruction that, that hopefully would happen in Newark. Uh, certainly, we're going to uh, continue to push forward on that. Couple other little projects, some things like we have, uh, we're putting a sidewalk into uh, the entrance to our school, which is going to help. That's kind of an upgrade there. Um, there, and there's some other smaller projects. And as one mayor told me, you want to make sure you underpromise and overdeliver. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you want to be careful about what you talk about because uh, that sometimes it's hard to separate between what is going to happen and what is in the process of potentially happening. So we're trying to be careful about that. But there are a lot of lot of ideas that we're working on and in different stages of planning and uh, so forth to go forward with. You mentioned the investors and developers who are interested clearly in uh, setting up shop in Newark. Um, how good does it make you feel to know that you're one of the communities in the region that's saying yes to developers and not providing roadblocks to developers um, who want to spend their money and actually uh, do business in, in the village? Yeah, and uh, it is it is uh, gratifying that we're able to to have this happen. It's interesting. You look at other communities, and one of the major things we all talk about taxes in New York State. It doesn't matter where you live, we pay our fair share of taxes for sure. But the one way to reduce the tax burden in your community is to have the revenue that these businesses provide to your to your community and to the county. And if you're not allow, if you're not progressive, and you're not allowing businesses to come into your community and set up, you're never going to increase that revenue that comes to your community. Thus, hopefully, reducing your tax burden to your taxpayers. Uh, for the last uh, six out of seven years, we've been able to put forward a budget that has a, had a zero percent tax increase in the village of Newark. At the same time, we've maintained uh, police department, fire department, and highway services that are all vital to the community. Uh, when people looked at for a community to live in and work in, public safety is number one, and we've been able to maintain all of that. And uh, we're really proud of the fact we've been able to do that. And certainly that's a challenge each year when we get to the budget. We say, okay, how are we going to do it this year? But we've, we tighten our belts a little, and we, and we find a way. Okay, you pulled the words right out of my mouth. How? How do, over the course of six years, and, and especially in the last two or three, where you have some major multimillion-dollar projects underway how do you manage to keep the books balanced in that way where there is, there is no uh, tangible effect on the, on the taxpayer, the resident of, of Newark? Yeah. So the grant funding has been huge for us, for sure. Um, in the last uh, three years, we've brought in over $12 million in grant funding for the various projects. 
Um, if we didn't have that $12 million grant f- and grant funding, um, it completely changes the landscape of what you're able to do. The water treatment plant, um, we have uh, $3.5 million in grants for that. Um, as I mentioned, South Main Street was $6.5 million, uh, $150,000 for Canal Way. So that completely changes what you're able to do on the project side of things. On the other side, on the uh, as I mentioned, the revenue side, um, we've been fortunate in Wayne County that the revenues have, have increased. Um, every year we modestly budget for the revenues, and they've exceeded that. So that's helped us out. And we've been very careful. Every, every um, government sets up, you have contingency, okay? I have 150000 contingency. But if you stay within your budget and you don't have a lot of other necessities, and that we try to weigh needs and wants all the time during the year, every board meeting, okay, do we need this or do we want it? Mm-hmm. If we don't, if we don't, um, if we can't, don't need to own something, to say if it's a particular item, can we borrow it? Those kind of things. How can we cons- how can we share services to to make to make our community, you know, to do what we need to do, and that helps us. So we get to the end of the year, and out of one hundred fifty thousand in contingency we set aside, maybe we've used forty thousand, and then that helps us in the next year because our fund balance doesn't keep decreasing mm-hmm. as we hold that hold, hold the line on the zero budget. So when you see and hear uh, stories about population loss and upstate New York struggling and you look at the village of Newark, which seems to be on on almost an opposite track, I'm sure there's some population loss, but not enough to to, um, be that worried, especially with the development you guys have going on. Um, Do you you ever get a little frustrated with those headlines and how those headlines read given what you guys are accomplishing in the village? Well, I think it's that's a challenge for all of us. Um, our population has is, is stayed around nine thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we actually have uh, we've last year we had a hundred new jobs in the village, so we're up over sixty hundred eight sixty eight hundred people who work in the village every day. Yeah. So that has really helped us out as a community. Um, hopefully, we're going to get to a point where we're going to see uh, the growth in the community as far as the number of people living in the community. Uh, with the expansion of, of IC and the other companies that that are growing in our community, and more people are going to want to come. The idea, the hope is that they come to Newark and say, "This is a place where I want to raise a family." So mm-hmm. hopefully, we can reverse that trend. Um, certainly, there's a lot of opportunities not only in Newark but in New York State, and and, and it is a challenge that we're faced with. Um, there are there are communities. I, I'm sure that the population has declined some. But uh, we certainly have opportunities to, to, to reverse that trend, too, and that's what we really want to work to do. What is your, what's your message to uh, leaders in other communities um, that, that might be feeling a little frustrated in their own work but see what you guys are doing and see a lot of promise there? Um, what's, your, what's your message to them uh, that they can sort of take away and, and use, uh, apply to their own? You know, it's interesting. I always try to stay positive, and I'm um, quite honestly, I'm always about selling my community. I believe very strongly in it. But I was able to see Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani speak at a convention uh, several years ago after 9/11, and one of his main points was, uh, you know, he talked about the aftermath of 9/11 and how he had to respond to that. And he said, you know, the difference be- between leaders. He said. Uh, who do you want to follow? The guy who gets up there and says, you know what, today was bad, tomorrow's going to be worse, doesn't look very good next week either, 
or the guy gets up there and says, listen, this is a situation. We're going to move forward. Tomorrow's going to be better. Next week's going to be better. And we're going to, and we're going to progress forward. And that's really kind of a, kind of the direction that we want to head. Um, you want to, as a leader, you want to be out front. You want to be positive. You want to always be selling your community. And hopefully that uh, reverberates throughout your team mm-hmm. that works for you in the village and the residents of your community. And, and my last question for you, um, just for the, the folks who, who might not have caught this whole conversation, um, what's going on the rest of 2019? What can, can residents and visitors to the village of Newark uh, expect to see over the rest of 2019 and entering into 2020? So uh, at the end of this summer, early fall, uh, the South Main, Main Street reconstruction will be completely done. Um, so, uh, IEC will have begun its $22 million state-of-the-art facility out at uh, Silver Hill Technology Park. Uh, we have an expansion at Spinco. Um, we have actually uh, one other project that I didn't mention, St. Michael School, right in the heart of downtown. A year ago, uh, the housing authority was looking to make it, putting that, making that senior housing. Um, they were unable to get the funding they needed, but now we have a global company that's already in, Newark and VTech Textiles, is going to uh, repurpose that building. Um, that's a huge win for us because uh, that was another building that could sit for a very long time and possibly either be taken down or, or fall down. Um, thankfully, that's going to be repurposed. Um, Burn Dairy is actually looking at having a ribbon cutting on their new um, facility on the, where the old Roosevelt School was. Uh, that should happen later in June. Um, so there's a lot of, as I've uh, said before, I never get tired of ribbon cuttings. We've had a lot of ribbon cuttings over the last three years, and there will be more ribbon cuttings to come this year. So we're really looking forward to that. Mayor, as always, appreciate the time. Thanks for coming up. Thank you for having me. Thanks for making this podcast a part of your week. If you enjoy it, consider becoming a Patreon supporter. Membership begins at $5 per month and ensures that local journalism can grow. Don't worry, you'll never see a paywall on FingerLakes1.com. There won't be any of those intrusive pop-up ads either. Just news, sports, and weather delivered 24-7 to your smartphone, tablet, and desktop computer. Learn more by visiting Patreon.com slash FO1.